Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And I'm Lindsay. And we have a special one for everybody today because this is the place I would consider it kind of like our origin story with ghosts, Lindsay. 100%. Absolutely. This is our first ghostly encounter that we've ever had, which is what ultimately got us so interested in the paranormal. Yes. So I'm excited about this one. We've kind of been holding it back, waiting for Halloween, but this is our absolutely favorite place to go. And I can tell you with 100% certainty that this place is haunted because me and Lindsay both saw a ghost there. This is your haunted holiday at the Bullock Hotel in Deadwood, South Dakota. So the Bullock Hotel, Lindsay, is in Deadwood, South Dakota, and just based on the name of the town alone, like, it just sounds scary. <laughs> no doubt about it. It does. I mean, the word dead is in it, right? It's, it's, this is just such a cool, like, old Western town. We think of Old West, I think of, like, Tombstone, Arizona. I know we covered that. This is a big one. There was a whole HBO series about Deadwood. Yes, and it is just a really cool place. Like there, even as an adult, I will say it's really fun because there's casinos that are open 24 seven. You can get a really good cheap prime rib meal. Like this is a great place to go on a family vacation, not to mention all the different road trip stops, which we're actually going to talk about a little bit in our next episode in part two of the Bullock Hotel, because believe it or not, there's just not enough time in a single episode for us to talk about all of our experiences there. So the format of this one is going to be a little bit different than what you're probably used to. We're still going to talk about our history. We're going to get into what you should expect. We're going to tell one of our own stories. And then in part two, you you should expect full-on additional stories of our time at the Bullock Hotel. Right. And in part two, we'll include pricing and that kind of thing and what to expect when you book. Yes. Now, the Bullock Hotel, like you said, it's a fun town. It actually started growing back in the 1800s when gold was discovered there. And in fact, to this day, you can actually go on tours of the gold mines and, and stuff like that. And it really grew in population. Well, as it started to grow in population, a couple people decided to go to Deadwood, South Dakota as well. Their names were Seth Bullock and Soul Star, and they were actually business partners. And they decided that they wanted to open up a hardware store and a warehouse right there in downtown Deadwood. Now, Deadwood at the time, Lindsay, this place is like there is no law enforcement. It is just mayhem there, okay? Like, if there's any, like, frontier where there is wild, wild west shootouts and stuff like that, this is the place, okay? They say at the time that Seth Bullock showed up with Soul Star, there was probably about a murder a day. And considering the population wasn't that big, that's a little bit terrifying, right? Right. 
So they opened up their hardware store, and not long after they came there, Wild Bill Hickok, who is a famous gunslinger guy, he was actually murdered at a place that is just across the street from this location that we're talking about, and that's also haunted, by the way. So if you go, go check it out. I was going to say, they, they actually have the original chair that Wild Bill Hickok was sitting in when he was shot. And they have it on display, and they it's right there in the casino. I think he was playing poker when he was shot and killed, actually. Exactly. And somebody was mad at him for cheating during a poker game. He ended up getting shot in the back of the head. That's definitely a spot that you're going to want to check out on your trip to Deadwood, South Dakota. It is pretty neat. Now, this happens, and it was just people were beside themselves that this could happen to Wild Bill Hickok. They decided, we need somebody here that is going to enforce some sort of law. Like, this is really, this is getting out of hand pretty quick. So, Seth Bullock was actually appointed to be the first sheriff of Deadwood. And apparently, like, he was pretty fearless. Like, he was locking people up. He was not taking any crap from anybody. He was getting it under control. And he did. And he was known for that. And in fact, one of his best friends was Teddy Roosevelt which we oddly talked about in a recent episode. And he, Teddy Roosevelt, considered him like the last frontiersman, the last guy to really do that. He was um, part of the Rough Riders, all that stuff. And later, in, when Teddy Roosevelt became president, Seth Bullock ended up being appointed to different roles within that administration. He becomes the first sheriff of Deadwood. He still has his hardware store. He's getting everything in line. And in 1876, a smallpox epidemic broke out in Deadwood. And Lindsay, do you know much about smallpox? I mean, I know it's extremely deadly. I know that luckily we have a vaccine for that today. And it causes these little marks like pox all over your body. And ultimately, it's super deadly. Yeah, I mean, you got it exactly right. It They say that the death rate, if you were to get it, is approximately 30%. Oh so gosh. if you get smallpox, or if you got it, it's eradicated today, primarily due to vaccines. They really um, made a huge push to get rid of smallpox, and they did. And you had a 30% chance of dying. And it would start out usually with like some stomach issue kind of thing, like maybe a fever. And it would gradually, you would start develop a rash and sores. And then those sores would develop into like these huge, like pus filled bumps all over your body. Like it just sounds absolutely horrible. And if you survived it, most people would have, you know, scars all over them from these sores that had eventually like scabbed over and healed, but created this awful scarring on them. So just a horrible disease. Deadwood went through it back in the 1800s. And Seth Bullock and Soulstar, actually, they needed a place to quarantine people. So a lot of people that were getting smallpox were being quarantined out um, of town a little ways in like tent city kind of things, which is not a great place to go. And they decided that they were going to offer up their hardware store basement area for women and children that needed to be quarantined to have a better place to stay while they're trying to heal from this 
this illness. So they offered this place up for that. And as a result, you could imagine that quite a few people ended up dying here in the basement of this hardware store. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those stories, you know, this comes up time and time again. This is an older building. It, it was utilized as a hospital at one point. Hospitals tend to have a lot of death, especially when it's converted into a hospital for a certain event, like a war, or in this case, a epidemic, smallpox. Horrible way to go. I just yes. cannot even imagine. I can't either. It is just awful. So. You know, they go through that, and eventually in 1894, the hardware store and the warehouse that was built actually burned down. A lot of the city of Deadwood burned down along with this fire. And him and Soulstar decided, you know what, let's make something a little bit more grand. Let's do a hotel instead of rebuilding this hardware store. And that's what they did. They built it on the same land where the hardware store was. In fact, some of that foundation is still there to this day um, because they did primarily have like a stone foundation of that building. And actually, if you go down into the hotel's basement today, you can see that original stone foundation down there. And today, if we're talking about where those women and children likely died of smallpox, that is what they call Seth's Cellar, which is almost like a little bar and center where they do things like karaoke and little events like weddings might have an event down there that kind of thing now in 1919 seth bullock passed away one of the big stories that you will hear that is actually not true is that he passed away in the hotel itself and a lot of the claims is that he passed away in room 211 that is not the case. However, that doesn't mean 211 is not haunted because we will talk about that. But he did stay there quite a bit. So he, this was a place that he absolutely loved. He stayed in room 211 on a pretty regular basis, but he actually passed away in his own home. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits.
One thing I will say about the Bullock Hotel, Lindsay, is it's really known for its friendly ghosts. For the most part, like they don't really sense a lot of like bad spirits there. And I can personally vouch for that. I mean, there was a show that did come out that did talk about some maybe like evil spirits on the third floor. But I'm not going to talk about that a lot because honestly, I I don't know that there's evil spirits at this place. Right. And Lisa and I, you know, we kind of joke like we're not psychics. We probably wouldn't pick up on the sense that there's a demon or something evil there. But we have been there several times and we've had a few different experiences. Nothing came off sinister. Nothing came off evil. It all seemed very benign. Like there are people that are just happen to still be there for one reason or another. Yes, that is definitely the impression I get. And that is for the most part what you will see when you are researching this haunting is that for the most part, it is things like what we talked about. It's going to be the little kids. There's a lot of little kids here. There's also, of course, Seth Bullock, who stayed in room 211, was the owner. So yeah, it's friendly, but it's also creepy. I mean, don't get me wrong. (laughs) These are ghosts we're talking about, right? It's the unknown, and so it's scary. (laughs) Exactly. So a lot of the things that you can expect just in this hotel, and they will tell you every inch of this place is haunted. Like, there is not a room where something has not happened there that is ghostly, okay? You will have the feeling of somebody staring at you a lot. They also hear footsteps quite a bit not only on the stairs because there's kind of a main stairway where they hear that quite a bit but in the hallways when nobody is there around you in the restaurant they say that glasses and dishes will actually move by themselves the other thing that i thought was interesting Lindsay, is that the showers will turn on and off by themselves They also say that alarm clocks and TVs will turn on by themselves randomly. And sometimes even they say when they're not plugged in. I've heard that. I've heard that people have experienced that there. I can't say that I have. Right. I have not encountered that there as well. Now, the other thing we talked about, kids, right? There is quite a few children that they think are haunting this place based on that smallpox epidemic and them being in the basement. Surprisingly though, they're not all in the basement. They're kind of like throughout the hotel, although quite a bit in the basement too. Now, one of the stories when they were renovating it in the very early 90s and they were converting it back to a hotel, they said like the workers were complaining and they were like, you need to get these kids from coming up on this third floor. They keep coming up here and they're messing with our tools and we can hear them and you need to get rid of them. And the guy was like, I don't know what you're talking about. There is no little kids up there messing with anything. And then apparently like all the workers freaked out because they realized it was ghost kids (laughs) messing with their stuff. I mean, that is pretty scary. I have heard also that there's a theory that renovations can really stir paranormal activity up. Oh, totally. I totally believe that, that a renovation could stir it up. And so it was apparently pretty active when they were just renovating the building. And the one kid that haunts this place that's pretty popular and pretty well known is a little girl named Sarah. Now, Sarah is nice and friendly, but apparently also like a little bit mischievous. 
she will like to take things of people and put it down in the basement where Seth's cellar is behind the piano. So people will be looking for something like their glasses, like where on earth do my glasses go? And they'll go down to the basement. The staff will say, well, let's look behind the piano, I guess. <laughs> go down there and there it is. And they think that it is this little girl that is taking people's stuff. You know, I it's funny because I was just thinking if that had happened to me, like let's say I was just had lost something and I went to a staff member and they said, well, let's look and it's behind the piano. I would be totally weirded out because I'd realize that although it's very possible Sarah, the ghost, moved it, it's a lot more likely that somebody else did it. Let's yeah. be real here. So people are a little scarier than ghosts. People that I don't know coming into my room. That's terrifying. Let me just throw that out there. <laughs> no doubt. They say that room 211 is the most haunted room in the Bullock Hotel. This is, if you request a haunted room, this is the one that they say you should get. Now we have stayed here and we're, we're gonna tell you about that in part two, but one of the main things that is kind of funny is they always say the door will not open, okay? Now I've heard numerous ghost stories about room 211, especially we've taken the ghost tour there several times. There's a lot of stories about how that door won't open and one about a group, a family that was into rock climbing that actually had brought all their rock climbing ropes and equipment with them, could not open the door. And then when they finally got into the room, they found that all of their ropes had been like moved and somehow were like tying the door shut. Yeah, that's a crazy one. It's a crazy story, but I also don't believe that story. Let me be real, okay? Because in looking at the, the way they told the story was like, well, we could go in this other little side door that only, you know, staff had access to in order to get in. And that's when we discovered the ropes. There was no side door. So I call BS on that, that story. What I will say is, that was what notoriously is told about that room is the door. And we could not get the dang door open. Only, so it was me, we will get much more in depth into our stay in 211 here next episode. Today we're going to talk about our first time at the hotel. But it's funny, it was me, you, and our mom. And we consistently could not open that door. Only our mother was able to actually open the door. It was very strange. It was now, bizarre. Yes. Now, I did actually call the Bullock Hotel for an inquiry on some stuff. And I asked them, I was like, do you happen to know about that door not opening? And the guy at the front desk that answered the phone said it was a maintenance issue. So I wonder if it has been resolved since then. Because he did not attribute it to the paranormal. Lisa, I don't know what the explanation could possibly be. Like, I, at one point... I was able to finally open it at the end of the of the time. I was not doing anything different. There was nothing that I had changed. It was very random. I literally would try to open the door. Mom would walk over, do the same thing, and click would come open. The other really cool thing about this hotel, guys, is, is it is an older historic hotel. These don't have like key cards. These are real keys that you're gonna get for each room. And lens for possible user error, but I am telling you, I tried this door so many times. 
I don't think, think it was user error. Okay. Well, the other thing that they say <laughs> is that doubt that I hear in your voice. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was very strange. I will yeah. say that. The other thing that they say in this room, going back to the alarm clocks, the alarm clock in this room will apparently go off regularly. And there's just, you know, strange things that happen. Any amount of things can happen in this room. You could see apparitions. You could hear voices. Um, things could move on their own, that kind of thing. So, But this is where kind of the hub of a lot of the activity they think is. Although when you call them and say, I want a haunted room, they're going to give you the line of, well, every room is haunted. But this is one of the more haunted ones. Now, the other person that is supposed to be haunting this location is, of course, Seth Bullock, who built the hotel along with his business partner. And one of the famous stories about Seth Bullock is that there was a grandfather and grandson. They happened to be staying at the Bullock Hotel. The grandson was young and said, hey, can you give me a few bucks? I want to go get some snacks from the vending machine downstairs. Son left, and after a little while, he didn't come back to the room. So the grandfather was getting a little concerned. He went, he opened the room door, and just outside the door was his grandson. And he said, I got a little lost. I'm sorry it took me so long, but there was this nice man that helped me find my way back to the room. And the next day when they were checking out and they were down at the lobby, the little kid looked up and pointed at a picture of Seth Bullock and said, that's the nice man that helped me find my way back to the room. Yeah, I've heard that story. And the other thing is there's lots of pictures of Seth Bullock in the hotel so you can see what he looks like. There's also photos of him with like Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders. You can see a lot of that historical stuff, which is pretty cool. Seth Bullock is is distinct looking. I mean, he's got a big, bushy mustache. This is a guy who was like, he was a real rough rider. He was not someone to be messed with. He looked pretty tough. Totally. And he's seen really throughout the building, more so like heard with footsteps. They say he whistles quite a bit. They say he may call out your name or say something to you. But he is even seen like walking down the halls and going into rooms, you know, that kind of thing. So keep your eye out for Seth Bullock. The other thing that I thought was interesting is apparently the activity will increase when a staff member like goes on break or is maybe just kind of like chilling and not doing what they should be. They think that that is Seth Bullock saying like, get back to work. Like he's still keeping an eye on his baby of a hotel that he still loves to this day and is wanting to make sure everybody is doing their part. Yeah. The other story that I heard was um, our parents, the first trip that we had been there, they were down, I think, playing blackjack. And their blackjack dealer was a woman. She said that she was in the ladies' restroom and she heard footsteps outside of the stall door. And she, when she exited, she saw Seth Bullock in the women's room. He wasn't like scary he wasn't there trying to do anything bad but it sounds like he frequents the women's restroom semi-regularly now maybe that used to not be a women's restroom let's talk about our first trip to deadwood south dakota Lindsay, when we went there, I think we were about nine or 10 years old the first time. And it was just like a family vacation. Right. I was thinking we were like seven or eight, but we recently saw some photos of us there. 
And I think you're right. We were probably closer to nine or 10 years old. Right. And it was just like one of those family trips. We want to go see Mount Rushmore, Crazy Horse, all that stuff. And our parents like to gamble. And this is like a little gambling town. And we had a ton of fun. Like when I was a kid, I was wearing a plastic holster and there's like fake cowboys walking the streets like actors and I would like twirl my guns around like I had a blast like it was totally fun totally I think they even used to do and maybe they still do this I don't know about it with COVID but they would do like a gunfight in the middle of the street at certain times of the day right and it's like one of those really cool like old western things that they would recreate right and there's endless stuff to do for the family So when we were driving there, I remember our mom saying we're staying in this, you know, old historic hotel and maybe it's haunted. Do you remember that, Lindsay? Mom saying that? I do. I do. I remember her saying, gosh, it's really old. I mean, who knows? And this is when we were pretty young and our concept of ghosts was definitely not what it is today. Right. But we were excited by that idea. We were like, yes, maybe it is haunted, right? And we get there and we go to check in and we're talking to the guy working there at the front desk. And he told us that Unsolved Mysteries had been filming there just the day before we got there about the haunting. So now we're like even on another level of excited because we're like, holy crap, this place really is haunted. There was a TV show here filming. Right. Like I remember being so excited, but also terrified at the same time. The last night that we stayed there is really when we encountered stuff because we didn't really experience anything the first several nights at all. Right, right. That's true. And, you know, I remember we were, my parents are gamblers, like Lisa said. We were there with our older sister and they were like, hey, kids, you know, it's evening time. We're going to, I don't know, order you a pizza. You guys hang out in the room. We're going to go downstairs and hit the casino, right? So... I remember we were just sitting upstairs in the room and we were just watching TV, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. And we heard this extremely loud banging on our door to where like the door was shaking it was so loud. So we opened the door. We, I don't know why we opened the door, you know, we were kids, but we opened the door and there was no one, no one there. So maybe someone was playing a prank, maybe not. I don't know. It was unusual, right? It was unusual and we were a little freaked out by it because we looked down the hall. There was nobody there unless somebody was like really trying to mess with us. So that happens and then, you know, eventually we go to sleep. It's the next day. We're actually going to check out and drive back home that day. And the sun is just coming up. Everybody is really still asleep in the room. But I wake up to the same banging on the door and The bed where I'm sleeping just happens to be right next to the room door. And it is like banging to the point where I look up and I see that the door is like shaking. And I remember looking around the room and thinking, is nobody going to wake up to this knocking on the door? Like who, like how am I the only one awake right now? And I turn from the looking at the door and I look in front of me and in front of me, there is a dresser that has a pretty tall mirror on the top of that dresser. And I look up and there is a guy standing there and he is staring 
at what looks like actually like Lindsay's direction. It looked like he was looking at Lindsay. So I will say that he was definitely staring at me. We made complete eye contact. <laughs> so I woke up as well. At this point, I didn't know who all was awake. And I just looked up and, and saw this man standing there. And he he had black hair that was slicked back. He had a mustache that was black as well. And he was what I would describe as white as a ghost. Like This guy was extremely pale. And he had a white shirt with a black vest on top. And he was standing there with his arms by his side, literally just staring very blankly at me. And I immediately started looking around the room thinking, who else, you know, is anyone else awake? You know, what's going on here? And I saw Lisa. She was actually in the other bed. There were two queen beds in this room. And she, we both locked eyes. And I knew in that moment that she was also seeing the exact same thing. Yep. What's really strange is years later, we were talking about this. And Lisa had always kind of thought maybe he was standing. We, we were seeing his reflection in the mirror that was on the dresser there. And I always kind of was questioning in myself, like, what, where was he standing? And, and I said to her, I said, you know, I almost think that he was actually standing in the dresser and she gasped she was like no my gosh I think that's exactly what was going on like he was standing in the dresser physically and that's probably because maybe that dresser wasn't there previously right he was definitely standing in the dresser it was just a weird way to explain it you know what I mean it was like he was standing in front of the mirror but in the dresser itself like his bottom half of his body was like where the drawers were and right. he wouldn't have even realized it I guess as a ghost right that doesn't impact him what's so odd about this is the ghost disappears we just go back to sleep then everybody wakes up later that morning and we're like oh my gosh you guys are not gonna believe what we saw and we were able to describe it to a T down to the vest the mustache the slick back hair we clearly saw the same exact thing. And it's not like we went, a, went aside separately and talked about what we're, right. you know, what we saw. Like we didn't exchange stories before we told it to the rest of our family. And it was just such a cool experience and oddly not scary at all. Oddly not. Now, I think if I saw the same thing today, I probably would have been scared. But I think for me, it just caught me off guard. Right. I, instead of the reaction of, oh my gosh, ah, right. Instead of freaking out, my reaction was more like, what, what is right. this? But I knew he wasn't a person um, because he was clearly kind of semi-transparent a little bit. Right. But right. there is no mistaking what I saw. It's still ingrained in my brain. It is ingrained in my brain as well. Like I will never forget it. It is still very clear. And what is absolutely crazy, okay? So we have always said, even when describing this ghost to people, is that it was Seth Bullock. The only difference is his mustache wasn't like that huge. If you look back at all the pictures of Seth Bullock, he's got like this huge bushy mustache. And years later as adults, we went back to the Bullock Hotel and we were telling a staff member that worked there our ghost story, they were obviously very interested. They had experiences there as well. And we were explaining what we saw and we were like, well, you know, the mustache just wasn't as bushy. That was one thing we found kind of odd. 
we've always just kind of assumed, well, maybe it was like in ghost time, like a younger version of Seth Bullock when he decided to trim his mustache down or something. And the staff member there said, well, actually, that doesn't really make sense because Seth Bullock, there's really no record of him not having like this huge bushy mustache. But she said... There is one person that was at this hotel that actually looks a ton like Seth Bullock, but the mustache is much slimmer. And that was his business partner who also built the hotel with him, Soul Star. And her theory was that maybe Seth is haunting the place, but she's pretty certain that Soul Star is actually haunting the place as well. And she actually went and grabbed a photo of Soul Star that they had there at the Bullock Hotel and showed it to me and Lindsay. And we immediately like gasped and had chills because it was him clear as day, exactly what we saw. And I couldn't believe it because I could never explain the mustache. And me and Lindsay right. always said that same thing. And we were just like, well, you know, what? I guess that was him. You know, who else is haunting the Maybe place? Maybe a younger version, right? That's what we always attributed it to. But, you know, this woman said, well, just like you said, she said, you know, I have another theory. Seth Bullock never had a trimmed mustache. I think someone else is haunting this place, just like you said. And I was stunned. Like, I, I could not even believe it. It was a twist for me. I was not expecting to find out years later that the ghost we had seen was not at all who we thought it was actually his business partner who happens to look quite a bit like him but there is no mistaking we gasped so when she pulled that photo up lisa and i at the same time gasped out of shock yes this was the man we saw there's no mistaking it and in fact, when I was researching this, I pulled up images of Soul Star, and immediately, like once the page refreshed with his picture, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I got <laughs> chills all over again. Like, "Oh my god!" I cannot get that image out of my head. Right. What's so, so weird? You know, we laugh about ghosts like standing at the end of the bed, staring at you, right? And he wasn't at the end of the bed, but he certainly was by the end of the bed, but a little further back staring at me so strange to me it seemed intelligent because he seemed to be aware of my presence it didn't seem like a residual haunting based on that but why he chose to show up then who knows yeah totally crazy well in part two in our next episode we are going to talk about three other experiences that we've had at the bullock hotel so make sure to tune into that Yeah, exactly. So tune in next week. We've been there several more times. Deadwood is such a cool place. It's a great part of the country. We're excited to tell you about some of our other experiences. It's so crazy that we choose to go back after we saw what we saw, but it's it's really what got us into this whole thing. So uh, we're excited to share more with you guys. Tune in next week for another special episode and happy Halloween. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy, everybody.